We'll be looking at the subject tonight, and I'll tell you who you can thank for this. You can thank Miss Janie Sue Evans, because uh, one of the songs she picked out for her funeral was written by R.E. Winsett. You don't know the name of the songwriter, but you know the name of the song, Jesus is Coming Soon. That song was written in 1942. It was written in 1942 and recorded by various artists until when the first Dove Awards were held in 1969, it uh, attained the award of Song of the Year for 1969. I remember hearing it in the early 70s. Now, in the mid-70s, a lot of attention was given to the second coming. Now, Miss Janie Sue asked for that song to be sung at her funeral because the girls had sung it back when they were still at home. Well, all four of the girls are retired by now, so I know it was probably back in the 60s then, and people were singing about Jesus is coming soon. Now, the first glance would think, now, is, is that song just kind of shoe-spooned in for a funeral? But, you know, really, that is a good funeral song when you think about the last verse. Troubles will soon be o'er, happy forevermore. When we meet on that shore, free from all care, rising up in the sky, telling this world goodbye, homeward we then will fly, glory to share. That's a good funeral song for a Christian. Now, we had that played yesterday, and that's been on my mind ever since. It's one of those catchy tunes, so thank you, Miss Janie Sue. That song is just right up here. It's stuck for a while. And because of that, I begin to think, well, let's just look at the fact that Jesus is coming soon and look at some of these passages of Scripture. In Mark chapter 13, verse 32, would you stand as the Scriptures read, please? But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Take heed, watch and pray, for you do not know when the time is. It is like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants to each his work and commanded the doorkeeper to watch. Watch, therefore, for you do not know when the master of the house is coming in the evening, at midnight, at the crowing of the rooster or in the morning, lest suddenly coming he find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, watch. Let's pray together, please. Father, we thank you for your word, and we thank you that Jesus is coming soon. Father, help us to have the right mindset and to adjust our thinking and let that fact make a difference in who we are and what we do. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. In the mid-70s, and I was just a teenager, I remember there was a lot of attention on the second coming. In fact, my first bumper sticker that I ever bought said this on it, guess who's coming again? And did you know that was sold in a music store in town? And did you know I didn't even have a car when I bought the bumper sticker? I liked it so much. <laughs> and did you know I bought it when I was about 15 years old? And by the time I got my first car at 18 years old, I'd lost the bumper sticker. But that's how prevalent that thought was. Guess who's coming again? There was a big cross on that bumper sticker. People were looking for the second coming. 
Some churches, instead of revivals, would have prophecy conferences. And I mean, we would look at those prophecies concerning the second coming. We need to have an awareness of it, but not an obsession with it. But we have to have an awareness that Jesus is coming. And Jesus is coming unexpectedly. Now that should lead us to the proper actions in our life. In verse 33, he says this, Take heed, watch and pray, you do not know when the time is. There's three things here. Take heed. Now the, the word take heed means, of course, to listen. Pay attention. Now listening for what? Well, we need to be listening to this. We need to be listening to the Holy Spirit. We need to be paying attention to what's around us. We need to be paying attention to what's in us. And then he says, and watch. The word watch is taken here as a watchman looking for dangers and looking for something that's wrong. And of course, we know that as Christians, we ought to be on the watch for the wrong things coming into our lives for the wrong attitudes and the wrong morals and the wrong activities, the wrong practices and habits creeping into our lives. We need to pay attention and we need to watch. And then he says this, and pray. Now, we ought to be doing all that. And a proper mindset concerning the coming of the Lord will motivate us to be doing that. And, of course, there's a fourth one here. Did you catch that? Take heed, watch and pray. You don't know when the time is. It's like a man going to a far country who left his house and gave authority to his servants, and listen to this, to each his work. Everybody had something to do. Work. That's the fourth one. Everybody had something to do. And the owner of the house was away. While he was away, they were to do these four things. And he said, you need to be doing them all the time. Because you don't know when he's coming back. And you don't want him coming back and find you asleep. You want to be sure he finds you doing these four things. Well, an awareness of the coming of Jesus also brings us to proper attitudes. This is seen in Matthew chapter 24. It's a very similar comparison. But it is different. And it does point our mind in a different direction that brings us to a proper attitude. Matthew chapter 24, I'll let you turn there. Familiar past description when we talk about the coming of the Lord. This is so familiar. And it is so telling as to, of course, the fact that Jesus Christ coming unexpectedly. Matthew chapter 24, verse 36. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Watch, therefore, you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, 
If the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom the master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you, he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of that servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and in an hour he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Proper attitude. It says the evil servant, the wicked servant, the wayward servant, said in his heart, my master delays his coming. He's not coming anytime soon. It'll be a long time before he comes. And it says he begins to beat his fellow servants. You see, we need to have a, a proper attitude toward others. He had a bad attitude toward others because he was not focused on the fact that the master was coming on any day. And he began to take advantage of his authority in his situation. And he began to beat up on the fellow servants. He began to mistreat others. And when we're really of the mindset that Jesus Christ is coming back, we will have a proper attitude toward others. We'll have a proper attitude toward those who are in the household of faith, but we really should have a proper attitude toward those who don't know Jesus Christ. And we need to have a proper attitude toward the people around us, knowing that at any time, Jesus Christ would come up and see how we're treating others and how we think about others. But also, he had a bad attitude toward himself. Let's see what happens. It says this, he begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunkards. He began to drink with the drunkards. Notice, he was, he was in a place of respectability because it says he placed these people in a position of authority and rulership over his household. They were in a place of leadership. They were placed in this position of leadership because they were respectable and at one time decent and at one time had a position of authority. That's what he was. But because he knew in his heart that it wasn't any time soon, he began to turn into something else. And his attitude toward himself changed. And instead of looking after his position of respectability, he let himself go. And he began to drink with the drunkards. Now, if he's drinking with the drunkards, what is the implication? What does he turn into? No longer a position of, a, of respectability, no longer a position of dignity, but he turns into something far less. You see, when we really are thinking that Jesus Christ is coming at any time, we will value and protect the testimony that he gives to us. 
and our attitude toward ourselves and toward our testimony and toward our responsibility, toward our reputations, will be one where we value it and we will do what it takes to maintain it. It says that he mentioned in his heart, my Lord delays his coming. Now, how do you think people knew what he was thinking? How do you think that people knew what is, this is just in my heart. This is what I'm saying in my heart. Why, why, how would people know that? Well, what happens in here, eventually going to come out here. Our attitude toward others, our attitude toward Jesus, our attitude toward our work, our attitude toward ourselves will never stay in here, but it will begin to shape who we are on the outside. So it's established by these two parables of Jesus that Jesus is coming unexpectedly. Well, where did the songwriter, Mr. Winsett, get the idea that Jesus is coming soon? Well, turn to the last chapter of the Bible, Revelation chapter 20. Revelation, excuse me, chapter 22. Revelation chapter 22, the very last chapter. If you have a red letter edition, you realize that some, some verses have red letters in them interspersed through this last chapter. And in verse 7, these are the words of Jesus. Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the word of this prophecy of the book. Behold, I am coming quickly. Now look down at verse 12. And behold, I am coming quickly. My reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Now that refers back to both of those parables that we just mentioned. I'm coming quickly and I'm going to settle all the accounts. And I will give to everyone the reward according to what his work, what they're doing. And notice what he says. I'm coming when? Quickly, quickly, not just unexpectedly, but quickly. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Now, this is not the first time that he says this. This is a repeat of something he mentions early on in the book in his letters to the churches. And if you look back in chapter 3 of the book of the Revelation, verse 7, He's speaking to the faithful church of Philadelphia, a church that gets compliments from Jesus Christ on what they're doing and who they are. And notice what he says to this church. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things says he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door that no man can shut, for you have a little strength and have kept my word and have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan, who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet and to know that I have loved you because you have kept my command to persevere. I will also keep you from the hour of trial, which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell upon the earth 
Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. Behold, I'm coming quickly. And then, of course, we want to put it in the good old South Arkansas language. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Hang on to what you have. Hang on to what you have. You hold on tight. Hold on tight to your testimony. Hold on tight to your service. Hold on tight to your faithfulness to the Lord. Hold on, because I'm coming. Just hold on. But then he wants to be sure that he ends the book with an exclamation point. All three of these different times, he just says, Behold, look, I'm coming quickly. But look down at verse 20 of Revelation chapter 22. He who testifies these things says, Surely I'm coming quickly. Now I had to look that up to make sure that a different word was used or perhaps the same word was just translated by the translator. So I looked at the, the Greek words that were used. The same Greek word is used all three times for quickly, which means quickly. Then you get down to this verse 20. It's a different word. He says, just as long as you didn't get what I was saying and hear me the first three times, surely I'm coming quickly. Surely I'm coming quickly. So Jesus is coming soon. Now I believe it was in the book of 2 Peter that the generation that was with him says, where is this promise of the Lord's coming? Things are just the same as they'd always been. Even back then, people were saying, I'm not sure if he's coming or not. But the word we have with every generation is this. He's coming unexpectedly. He's coming quickly. Quickly. Now, you might say, well, wait a minute. It's been 2,000 years. Well, when your hand spans the heaven and you are a eternal of all forever, 2,000 years not long. So he can say quickly. But in human terms, we live, as Jesus said in these parables, as if he could come at any time. Lest he comes, finds us sleeping. And there's really nothing more dangerous in our world today than sleeping Christians and a sleeping church. Jesus is coming soon. Hold on. Because he's coming. Is there anything before we close? Let's stand and be dismissed with a word of prayer.